good. I'm Brandon. I'm Damien. This is episode 16 of Everqueer. Welcome aboard. Thanks. How are you? Um, settling back into life as we know it without the holidays. Same. It's weird. It is weird. And we're in 2020, mm-hmm. which is weird. I've been saying that, like, um, every time I say anything to anyone, I'm like, no, it's 2020. We're not doing that anymore. I feel that. Like, this is the year of all new shit. Let's start over. Is it, though? I mean... Because right now it kind of still still feels like the same shit. <laughs> it is the same shit. I'm just trying to put a new spin on it. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks. Seems to be working so far, in my well, mind. That's good. I... I'm officially back at work, which is fun. Um, I've really enjoyed seeing my coworkers again, most of them, and my kiddos and everything. So it's been really great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I've been much, much more tired this week because I did not keep to my schedule at all over the break, and so I've just been dead to the world. I get probably to about 2 o'clock, and I hit a wall, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm tired. But You're a mess. Nice. Yeah. So what did we learn? Absolutely nothing, and it'll happen again next time. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Any tea updates? Um, yes, yes and no. So officially one year on testosterone as of tomorrow... Um, hip hip hooray I have had just in the last like two weeks I've had several people talk about how much my face structure has changed and like how um, masculine my build has become that's really cool Um, just like probably in the last I don't even know two weeks maybe people have said stuff and I'm like why all of a sudden are people like I've noticed small changes from the beginning um, but I think other people are starting to, like, oh, he's actually, like, serious about this. <laughs> I've definitely noticed more physical changes like that with you than with me, which is whatever. Like, I'm not mad about it. Um, I think that it is very surreal thinking about the fact that we're both on tea. Mm-hmm. But, like, thinking about our friendship in general is weird to me. Because it's so, like, in all honesty, we're so close now and so intimate with our relationship that it's hard to believe that it's only been a little over a year. Yeah, I would agree with that. It feels like we've been friends for a very long time. A very long time Mm -hmm. to get this amount of, like, closeness and okayness and just, like, growing with the friend group and everything. It just feels very surreal. Aw, gross. Yeah. We're so gross. gross. Um, my tea update is that, like, I am so tired of breaking out. I'm so sorry. It really sucks. Yeah, it does. I feel like I just look like this horrible monster from the depths of hell that has crawled out and is like, look at my fucking face. Good news is, you don't look anything like that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and you recommended a different type of product that I think is helping. I definitely feel like I'm not as red. That's good. I don't know if I am or not, but I feel like I am. 
I also feel like you perceive yourself worse than everyone else perceives you. Yes, I just feel like it's very obvious and gross. But it's only on, like, the lower half of my face. Same. So I'm very hopeful that it's just hair. It is. That's I told you. So <laughs> that's what I went through um, when my hair started poking through, which now you can see there's a pretty level, um, pretty even amount of hair coming across my entire face. Um, but I did the exact same thing when my hair poked through, like, it from like nose yeah. down nose basically down. i just look like i had like dipped my face in chicken grease for yes yeah exactly a, an extended period of time but um but like i definitely have like a, a nice steady amount of peach fuzz probably like my mouth wide mm-hmm. down from my nose down to my chin which is nice nothing really on the outside but definitely in the center right here i've got a pretty level peach fuzz I mean, you can see the peach fuzz on your on your cheeks, too. Like, yeah. on your jawline. Yeah. You can't, but I can. Well, I also never really see it in the sun, either, so... Yeah. And you're right there. My orange-ass beard. Yeah. I can see you in the sun with where how we're sitting, and it is orange as fuck. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. I always knew I had a thing for gingers, too, so... <laughs> I, So I always knew that, like, my hair was based red, like, um... Um, the undertoned red. Right. But I was looking back at pictures yesterday because I'm kind of going through one of those like manic phases where I want to change everything about myself. Um, looking back at old photos of myself trying to get a good. So once a month? Called out. That's fine. It's true. <laughs> um. And so I was trying to get a good grasp of what shade of red I'm going to dye my hair. Um, <laughs> I think you should just go for straight orange so it matches your beard when it grows yeah. in. So I told um, Joey, because Joey's the one who does my hair, obviously. Um, I told him I wanted to go auburn, and he sent me the, like, side-eye emoji. Oh, no. And I was like, that's my natural hair color. And then I sent him a picture, and he goes, yeah, I hate it. And I'm like, thanks. Oh, it's no. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, I definitely, when I'm in the sun, so when I was little, my hair was very blonde um, with with slight red undertones. And then the older that I got, the darker that it got, just like my brother, except my brother has blonde facial hair. I'm really hoping that I don't have that gene. I don't want to look like I just, no. Yeah, blonde facial hair is, is gross. I mean, some people can pull it off if it's, like, super thick. <laughs> His is not. <laughs> but if it's, like, scraggly and... And he is totally scratchy. trying to grow out this, like, porn stash of Yikes. of a cali- caterpillar on his fucking face. And I am trying to strongly urge him not to do that. I hope he doesn't listen to this. He does not. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you say that, like, he could sit still long enough to listen to t- ten minutes of uh, one of these episodes. That's fair. Um, but no, I'm really hoping that I don't have the same gene that he does that makes my hair blonde. I'm hoping that it's starting out as peach fuzz and is going to, like, darken up into a nice brown. Well, I'm the only one in my family with red hair. Every, uh, which makes sense, because I'm the only one in my family (laughs) for a lot of reasons. Who's different at all? Yeah. Um, but, like, my father and my mom, they both have blonde hair, um, my father literally has a lion's mane on his head, um, and his beard is so full and so thick and big. Um, but That's it is, what I but want. It's like a brown color. 
That's what I want. And my brother, on the other hand, has like a goatee, like a mustache and like a goatee, and that's it. Um, and he can't grow hair anywhere else. Huh. And I think I have more facial hair than him now. Wow. Which I haven't seen him in a while, but my little brother's the same way, so I'm like, well, fuck. I hope I didn't get that gene. But obviously I didn't, because I don't look like... It. Like, I'm pretty sure I was switched at birth. Because you look like a Wookiee? I look like a Wookiee, and I don't look like anyone in my family. Like, at one point, my mom and I kind of looked similar, but especially now that my face is, like, chiseled... <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, me... We, I look nothing like anyone. Me and my brother look like twins so the only way that i wouldn't have been part of my family is if they abducted both of us which i mean i guess could have happened yeah uh probably not though Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but i'm really hoping that i get my i think that i want my mom's side of of the hair genetics i don't because my dad's side well see my mom's is, is not so I don't I don't know it's just weird. No, my grandpa and my father and my brother they all have like thick. I mean I have really good head hair too. So like I'm not. I'm so scared about losing my head hair. Up. You know what? At this point in my life, I have decided that if I go bald, then I just go bald, and I'm gonna have a weird shaped head, and that's fine. I bet you could rock it. I don't know. My <laughs> shape, my head shape is fucking weird. Like, it looks like someone took a baseball bat to my skull at some point, which they probably did, which makes a sense. <laughs> they would explain a lot. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> it's weird. Are you going to try to hide it first, like our friends? Nope. Like, try to Mm-mm. get strategic haircuts first, or are you just going to go straight bald? To, like, I might shave, shave that shit with, like, a razor. If I go, if I start losing my hair, I'm I just going to go I might, ball. I think that I might do that, too. Yeah. Like, I don't want to deal with this, like, like... Where you can see, like, the patches of just... Like, I don't want to look like a mange dog. Right. <laughs> or, or, or Krusty the Clown. Like, I don't, I'm well, not trying to go doesn't. that route either. No, he so. doesn't. I would like to point out that the person that, that I could suddenly mention does not look like that. I was just using that as an example. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> but, like, I don't want to get, like, the circle in the back where you look like you're trying to, like, comb your hair over... To like hot no. Like my I, uncle. Yes. <laughs> he has the whole. It started as the back and slowly spread forward. Mm. But like he's trying to like strategically yeah, style cr- his hair to not. No, I don't think that I'm gonna do that. The crusty the clown situation. I'm not about yeah. that life. No. I will not. You know what I will do though? Like intentionally grow out the sides and like make them cones on each side of my head. Literal crusty the clown. Diet really blue. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't, Brandon. But some bald guys are really attractive. Yeah. They are. Like Chris Daughtry or whatever you I say. I don't know who that is. Oh, this, he was on Mass Singer. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I've always had a crush on him. <laughs> yeah. He's always been bald too. Huh. As far as long as he's been in the spotlight, yeah. The only bald famous person that I can think of, he's not actually bald in real life, but he plays, uh, what, um, the bad guy in Superman. Starts with an L. Luther. Lex Luther? Yeah. You but know The Rock? The Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is good looking. Vin Diesel No, is see, I think The Rock is, but see, when I thought, I was trying to think of bald people, I, like, he's the one person who popped up. Hmm. Had nothing else. Interesting. The Rock is very attractive, though. There's a bald guy that comes into work 
all the time. <clears throat> I think his name might be Tyler. I'm not sure what his name is, but he is so hot. I would, I feel like I've said this before on air probably, but I would climb him like a tree. Yeah. Like he's real hot. I saw him at <laughs> the Cheesecake Factory the other day and he came up and like shook my hand and we talked for a minute and I was like, this is a weird in- interaction. And Joey was staring at me the whole time like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> It seemed like it, maybe a little, yeah. I think that the more I'm, like, settling into my gender, the more that I'm, like, okay with deviating my sexuality. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you're really attractive. Like, I appreciate you. I'm thankful that you're here today. Yeah. I think you always said that and you just never acknowledged it. Yes, I think that that is totally the case. Because we would have conversations like that and it would be like... That girl is super hot, but that guy is also super good looking. <laughs> but, I'm like, but in my head, I was like, no homo, so it didn't count. Um. <laughs> this is 2020. We don't use no homo anymore. Um, but that's another thing. So I think for my other tea update, I guess it would be a tea update. I don't know. Um, I have felt this, like, other than being, like, dragged through the mud with my family over the last few weeks. Right. Um, I feel more confident in who I am and like just walking out in public I'm like yeah I'm a dude <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah I know that sounds lame as fuck but I've just I I have never um been in a state of mind where I'm like super confident and I feel okay with how I look and how I'm presenting and like I've you know my sense of style has um, gone up quite a bit like I enjoy dressing up and I enjoy buying new things that like make well, I mean I don't buy new things for well, not very often but um, I enjoy just shoes dressing myself now I haven't bought shoes in a few months it's been wow. a few months that was in December wasn't it I didn't buy myself shoes in December was it that long ago oh my god yeah that's crazy Shit. Um, um, Macy bought me shoes in December, oh, but I didn't buy myself shoes. I definitely have that same feeling, though. That's good. Um, I think that it has a lot to do with the fact that outwardly, even when I am not binding, like I'm gendered correctly, I think that when mentally I'm not doing good, I will have this fear of, of like, oh my God, like what am I doing with my life and like I'll start second guessing everything and then reason will kind of come in and be like no like you feel so much better shut the fuck up like things are fine mm-hmm. you're just overreacting right now That's but a really things good are fine to be, though. Um, and then like I can talk to myself and be like no you're so much happier now than you have ever been and, like, you actually have people who care about you. And you feel so much better when you're gendered correctly. And so, like, you're fine. Good. Which is nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Definitely a step up for me. Same. Um, but, yeah, I, I, so I totally get how you feel. Cool. I'm excited for us. Yeah. It's a really good place to be. We, I feel like I definitely, at least me, I will not speak for both of us, I have still a very long way to go mm-hmm. but I'm doing much better same for sure for sure same 
But, ultimately, I don't particularly want to drive off a bridge every time I cross one now, so that's cool. Yeah, it's really weird. Really weird. <laughs> it's weird to not want to drive off a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, my article, however, makes me want to drive off a bridge. So do oh, like good. so. Mine's a super bummer. What What are you at? Uh, mine is not a super bummer. So it's great. So do we want the bad news? Or the good news first. Bad. Okay. So there are specifically five states um, who have decided to be assholes. Perfect. Um, yeah, isn't it? So we have New Hampshire, Washington, Georgia, Tennessee, and Missouri. Washington State? Washington State. Huh. Yeah. Um, and they are considering banning transgender athletes from competing with their gender Washington identity. State. Yes. That's weird. I mean, I didn't even know what this article was about, to be honest with you. I am just very surprised before you even go into all this. Yeah, because, like, they were one of the first to, like, like the third or fourth, I think, mm-hmm. to legalize same-sex marriage. They're super, like, high all the time and feeling good. So I don't know why they're deciding to be dicks. Yeah, I don't know either. That's weird. Um. So they have, they have looked at the sports industry and have decided that and and this only goes one way which i find very interesting that people who are assigned male at birth should not be allowed to compete in female athletics because they have an edge but they don't but they do according to this article but they Has anyone in legislation of any kind taken a basic biology class? I feel like that should be a requirement. You would think, right? It's like an updated biology class, not one from like 1972. So this, it's really interesting, this entire article. It's, It's a very long article that goes really crazy towards the end and so they talk about how um there are athletes who who have quotes in here who say that it's very frustrating because they put in a lot of work to train really hard and as soon as a someone who is assigned male at birth comes in they have an edge and it's not fair like they have olympic athletes quoting quoted in here saying stuff like that how they have an unfair advantage where it's like um experts say that not only is it the testosterone but their lungs are bigger and their heart is bigger and it makes them a better athlete and there's just a natural edge that male-born persons have um in physical activities and so it's just weird I just don't understand why there are so many things to unpack. And that's only the first half. Wait until I get further. What do you got? I, first of all, can think of three people born as a male off the top of my head who are much smaller than me. 
who are complete, like, they can't even walk down the street without falling over because they're clumsy. That's kind of endearing, though. Like, the biology behind that, like, all male-born people are big, strong, masculine motherfuckers, and then all female-born people are, like, tiny, wimpy, self, you know, whatever. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. Absolutely. Everyone is. is born so uniquely and so, like... There's not, like, a standardized male look now or a standardized female. I mean, there there are in society, but, like, biologically speaking, not really. Like, I know some dudes who are 6'5", and I know some women who are 6'5", and I know some dudes who are 4'8". We have a guy at work who is shorter than Bentley, and he's full-grown. I mean, he's almost shorter than Bentley. He's real close. And can't lift anything, really. Yeah. And he, like, <laughs> he can't do anything because he's such a small person. And it's just, like, there's no way that you're telling me that he is more athletic than the woman who is... Six foot five. Six, yeah. Like, bullshit. Well, and so they're saying that maybe... What what we need to do is the only way that a person who was born male at birth, person who was born male at birth, what the fuck? A cis male? <laughs> no, because it's not necessarily a cis. Someone who was born male cannot compete in female athletics unless they have been on testosterone blockers for... Over a year. What the and fuck? Or, or their levels have to be within a certain amount. W- why? Why are you... What? Who gives you the right to go into this and micromanage someone's fucking chemical levels? But also, let's talk about the fact that they require such different things for male, quote-unquote, male sports to, quote-unquote, female sports that you have to have a certain amount of hormone in order to be able to compete in said sport. Like, that is fucked up and sexist. Do we not understand this? Oh, absolutely, I see that. And so something that that is really interesting that is uh, listed in here is that it talks about the nanomoles per liter of testosterone in your blood. And it gives that um, women's tends to range between 0.12 and 1.79 nanomoles per liter, while men's are typically between 7.7 to 29.4. Okay. That is over double. So there's such a range for men and such this little sliver for women. And so they're trying to take Potentially, someone who was born male, who is transitioning, whether they want to go on hormones or not, is their fucking choice. But let's say that they have 25 nanomoles per liter, and they want to get them down to between zero and one. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, that's really not good on your body, too, to just, like... Right, and so they're Not saying that. <laughs> well, they're saying that. Oh, maybe we could have it to to five. 
Like, it has to be below five. And then they can compete. But again, but at that point, my... they just pick an arbitrary number and just say, this is significantly lower. Let's just pick a number, and it has to be lower than X. And my point stands where, so you are basically saying that, yes, I am sexist, and yes, I understand that, quote-unquote, men's um, sports are far more athletic because men have testosterone and women's are less, like, you, they have less requirements and less um, goals to meet and things like, like, smaller goals to meet and things like that because they don't have as much testosterone. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I understand that that's how sports have been for all of eternity. But it's 2020. But it's 2020. Can we please move on from this? Like, I feel like at this point in our society, women who were either born female or born male, women of whatever birth state they were right. they came from, have proven that they're just as athletic as men, no matter what the circumstances are. You would think. And so that's what I think that it is so interesting, that we have Olympic athletes quoted saying that I believe that there is a fundamental difference between the binary sex that you are born with and the gender you may identify as. We have people quoted just, Olympic athletes just quoted saying even this in the when, Olympics like even even in the Olympics you can look and see like men's gymnastics are required to do so much more than women's like women's gymnastics are like uh, don't get me wrong women's gymnastics first of all is my favorite I absolutely love them I love watching them so I'm not coming down on them but theirs is a lot more like frilly and like dancing and yes whatever than men's gymnastics are and it's fucking ridiculous but I want to know why it's 2020 and we're still segregating our sports. Yeah, exactly. Like, why does it have to be men's gymnastics and women's gymnastics? Why can't it be just gymnastics? What if this awesome guy wants to do, like, a frilly floor dance? Like, let them. Yeah. Why is it that women have the uneven bars, but men have to comp- compete on the parallel bars? The parallel bars. Yeah. That makes no I don't understand and then this article takes it so far to bring in religion oh no sports have nothing to do with religion you would think right oh my god um and this is this is a fucking news site why are they what why and so they say in the bigger picture oh lord traditional christian views that's how that fucking paragraph starts. Please fucking kill me. <laughs> and so they they say that um, that those hold the belief that tinkering with hormones and psyche of human beings is journeying far from what God intended and plunges us into a brave new world that will not solve the deep, deep ache in the human soul. Okay. And that the reason why they're doing this is because we have strayed so far from God's teachings and the Bible. That's why we're trans. Is because we're not teaching teaching Christian values. Okay. <laughs> Hear me out on this. Who fucking cares? First of all, second of all, <sighs> There's so many things going through my mind right now. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the fact that every single Christian person ever has probably had braces. 
so they have changed the way their mouth structure is, creating um, a chance for um, um, tooth decay and all kinds of other stuff. Like um, there are so many things that can be caused from having braces alone. Second of all, lip injections, breast implants, um, weight loss, like extreme weight loss, like um, the lap band surgery. Even just anti-wrinkle cream. Anti, yeah, everything. You change your appearances all the fucking time. Like, there was a period. Exactly. There was a period of time where women were using the, um, um, HCG hormone to lose weight, which is the hormone that it's, tests positive on a pregnancy test, by the way. Right. People were you that was a whole fad for like five years where people were using that hormone. They were putting that hormone in their body to lose weight. So you're telling me that you guys can change your tooth structure, you can t- change your face, you can get Botox, you can get a nose job, you can get your titties put in, but us who just want to identify with how we are, we're the bad people and we don't get to play sports because we're altering our hormone level to match our brain. Please make it make sense. Right. In that case, we should ban everyone who's ever had any kind of anything done to their body. You would think. If you've had braces, nope, sorry, you can't play. If you've had a a broken bone and you had a cast put in and then you went in and got rods in your leg, sorry, can't play. If you dyed your fucking hair. Yeah. Bye. Let's make it level across the playing field if you're going to go that route. I, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It just makes me so angry. High school athletics. No, this one is not. This one one is not. It's not like that. No, I haven't started that one yet. Oh, there's another one? Yes. Oh, no. It goes hand in hand. Well, and so it says women's groups are rightly urging sports authorities to wake up to the unfairness. How is it unfair? Please tell me You know, the only unfair thing I have read in this entire article is the fact that sports authorities, um, state law, government law is trying to mandate someone who identifies differently than what their gender assigned at birth is to go on hormones in order to do something that they enjoy. Like, you're forcing some... Hold on. So, the whole thing is because of their hormone level, but you're forcing someone in to using hormones. Yeah. Yes. So Do they understand how fucking hypocritical this is? So, if we decided to not go on hormones but still identify as male, then we couldn't compete in sports. Mm -hmm. Can I doubles advocate for a second? Because people generally misinterpret information all of the time. And historically, people, especially in athletics and high levels of athletics, uh, have been using hormones to cheat. So could people be misinterpreting, like, the different kinds of hormones as cheating no because they're saying not going on hormones is the cheating part right because they're forcing hormone replacement surgery could they be misinterpreting it as oh they have testosterone having a high level of testosterone like all these athletes we see on the news right you know what i mean yeah could they could that be like a source of the confusion like they don't understand 
Well, then what maybe it they should. Means to be transgender. Then maybe somebody who is going out and re- recording and writing an article should do their fucking research. I mean, absolutely. They're just feeding into the ignorance. Absolutely. Yes. I'm just wondering where the ignorance is coming from. You know, it's like all these anti-vaxxer people who are just like... Non-vaxxers. It's offensive if you call them anti-vaxxers. Oh, I apologize. It's offensive if you bring your measly kid around my kid anyway. That's another story. And get him deathly sick. Yeah. Well... Uh, Because it all comes from some type of source of misinformation that kind of gets out of hand. Right. Which doesn't ever happen in this country at all. We don't know anything about that kind of shit. Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so the whole reason why this is important is because in North Carolina. Oh, no. Is actually the most progressive state on this issue. That is so strange. This is just so taking have, such a weird turn, isn't it? The whole we thing. We live so, in the upside down. <laughs> like, can I come into the out now, <laughs> <laughs> please? So, uh, North Carolina is allowing their students to compete as long as parent they have a parent writing that they can compete and a physician writing. Just saying that that they actually are like that's the least that they could do. I mean, like they yeah. identify as trans, they should be able to to play trans athletics. Okay, you cool. have to have a check. You get a release in their defense. Anyway. Yeah, you have to have a physician sign off on sports play anyway. Right. So, so that's all that they're asking, and to me, that makes perfect sense. And you know, so Ugh. it's just it's weird, and so there are some states that are saying that they're allowing trans students to compete in sports only after they have been on hormones for a year. Now, the problem for that is that this is specifically high school. So, that being said, physicians for male-to-female students, at least in this article, are saying that they don't recommend it before the age of 16. So if you can't complete compete or if you can't start hormones until sixteen and you have to be on hormones for a year, you're gonna be graduating. High you're school. gonna be graduating high school before you can compete. Oh, what a loophole! Fuck me. Also, the later you start hormones, the more not dangerous, but the more like or it messes with your body more than if you start sooner. Right, because if you start sooner, then your body just goes through the natural process of, of right. how it would be for any kid at that age with that assigned gender right. to, to go through it. And then you might get more growth spurts and you, like, whatever. Yeah, there's so many so many things. Like, it just, all of that is just so incredibly frustrating. It's so problematic. And, and the fact that that this is even a discussion, the fact that this is even a discussion, if... And, and, like, it, it's this whole thing of, of male and female locker room and male and female sports and male. They're not male. Like, that's what people are, are failing to understand is it's not a boy in the girl's locker room. Right. It's a girl born atomically different than Susie Joe next to them. Right. 
but it's still a, like they're still a girl. Right. Well, and so people have mentioned like, oh, um, if you get a, a trans woman in a locker room, you know, she's going to basically they're saying she's going to rape the girls because she has a penis. Right. And I'm like, that's categorically false. First of all, trans people in general don't want any attention on their genitals, which is a big part of being trans. Yeah. Um, second of all, they're definitely not going to force their genitals on other people because they don't want anyone around them. Right. Nobody, we don't want anyone around our genitals. Well, and so now people are saying, oh, so for Tommy to get into the girls' locker room, all he has to do is say that he's trans. No. No. But Tommy won't. Like, you're not going to say you're trans if you're not. Right. Because let's be realistic. If you're trans, you're getting bullied. Does Tommy really want to be bullied? Right. So it's just, it's a really problematic it's, situation it's and really, I don't understand. Yeah. What do you got? Is it any better? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Now actually. that we have a headache from being so riled up. So my article is talking about Jude Law. Not... Not the actor, Jude Law. Jude's Law um, is a new law that just got passed in Colorado. Yay, Colorado. More um, more reason for why we should just pick up and go. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, so Jude's Law is um, a law that just got passed at the end of 2019. Um, and it is now allowing... It is now allowing trans people to change their gender marker and their name much easier in the state of Colorado. Fuck yeah. Um, you don't have to have proof of gender reassignment surgeries um, or hormones. Um, I don't understand why that's have, a thing to begin with, but okay. Same. Um, but you can now, in Colorado specifically, you can um, have a physician sign off on the fact that you're trans and then change your name and gender marker without having to go through all the hoops and bound all the other bullshit right. that you have to go through in most other states to get it done. Texas um, doesn't require gender reassignment surgery, but it does require a year of therapy and um, a year of being um, monitored by a physician in order for you to get your gender changed. And then you have to present it in front of a judge, and most judges in Texas are conservative, and they have the right to just tell you no, and if they tell you no, then it doesn't happen. Right, and then you just have to start over. Yeah, and then you just have to hope that you get a different judge next time who is more graceful, and then you just keep paying $300 until someone says yes. Right, well, I mean, that if in that case, like I can't get my mind changed at least for another seven or eight months. Yeah. I'm, I've been seeing uh, my therapist since before I started testosterone, actually. So um, I'm, my year is actually up, um, and I can now start the process of name name and gender reassignment on, That's awesome. on my paperwork. But um, So this little girl, her name is Jude. Uh, she's trans. She told her family at a very young age, I want to say the article said she was like five or six, where she was like, I'm a girl. I'm more of a girl than a boy. And she didn't even know what that meant at the time. And, you know, her family was super supportive. And um, What must that be like? Right. I <laughs> don't know. Couldn't tell you. So, um, but she inevitably went through um, hormone therapy. And she's like, she's on 
um, HRT, and she's gone through this whole thing. Her and her mom and her sister have pre presented this law. I want to say the mom is, like, single, because it doesn't say anything about the dad, and I've read about this before I came here, actually, um, and I, t there's no mention of a dad anywhere. I, that, might, that might not be true, but if it is true, kudos to this mom who's dealing with all this on her own. Like I'm killing it. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that you have to go through that, but I'm super proud of you, and like that's amazing. So um, anyway, so they presented this in front of several, several different types of um, legislation boards and right. things like that, and they continued to get denied. I mean years, like five or six years of them like fighting for this law to be changed. Um, and then they finally got a lawyer who was like on their side um, and had been in um, legislation from Colorado on and off and was able to like get in there and make shit happen. That's awesome. Um, and so it finally happened. It, I want to say it was like six years, six years of them fighting for this. Um, and it finally happened. She's now 13 and she now has, um, the, the, the law is named after her because she has fought so hard for this. Which is crazy cool. Yeah. And their next step now is taking it to the Supreme Court. Awesome. And so they are currently working on, um, the best avenue to present it to the Supreme Court to make it legal on a federal level. That's really cool. Yeah. Could you imagine being that young and having a law named after you most of the time when kids have a law named after them something horrible happened right and she even said in the thing she was like i never realized how much of an impact one person telling their story could make um she said i literally sit on a couch and tell my story to people and talk about what i went through and it's changed thousands upon thousands of lives and I'm never going to stop doing it because of how much of a difference I've made by just speaking out. Good on you. And I'm just like, oh man, that's amazing. I like, just want to hug her. That like low-key gave me chills. Same. That's like super cool. I wish I was that brave. Well, I mean, we're here doing this. I think we tell our story just in our own way. Yeah. Um... But it was really cool to just read through the article and see, like, how much support she's gotten um, from legal, from the legal side of things, all the way down to, like, individual family members um, and things like that. Like, obviously, she couldn't have gone as far as she did without her mom. Right. Um, at least not at that age. Right. And so it's, it's just really cool to see that there's a little sliver of hope left in humanity for things. And, that, like, they overturned a fucking law. That's really cool. Like a state-mandated law. They just went and overturned it. And I know it took time and effort and energy and, um, you know, things like that. But, like, they did it. Yeah. And that was amazing. And they're going to continue doing it. And they're going to continue presenting in front of the Supreme Court. And they're, they're going, you know, just crazy, all like, to different states. And they're... They're educating other people on things like um, trans rights and what they look like per state and things like that. So they're just super involved in the trans community and they've just made such a huge difference and they, they're continuing to and it's just, it was amazing to read. That is amazing. Yeah. I'm glad we ended on a good note Same. there because that is really cool. Props to you, Jude. You're an awesome human. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being awesome. Keeping awesome. And Jude's mom. And Jude's mom. What's our topic for the week? Um, speaking of legislation and people making decisions for you and things like that, um, 
we can talk about doctors in the trans community and how fucking oblivious they are still. <laughs> yes and how no. frustrating that is. I think that it it's really hit or miss how good your doctor is. So I will use my personal life as an example. Um, I don't have a family physician who is trans friendly. I don't have a family physician at all yet. Um, I would like to have one that's closer than Scott. Yes. And I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to find that person. Um, but it's difficult. But specifically gynecologists um, for trans men. Right. I had to go to my gynecologist last week. And there's a lot of health stuff that I'm not going to talk about right now that I'm dealing with. Um particularly in that area um and she she was so she's supportive and she's great but she's ignorant to a lot of the things that are going on in um like my body and like how testosterone affects that and you know this that and the other and um i'm her only first and only trans patient i could imagine that that can be really uncomfortable and she continued to misgender me throughout the entire um, appointment. And she continued to um, talk about women's bodies and things like that. And so I actually have contacted the head of the AIDS Outreach Center, which is where um, you can go for gender therapy, things like that. Like it's the AOC is an amazing place yes. and it's nonprofit and it's just, Oh, it's so amazing. But, um, I'm actually in contact with the head of communication from there because I want to educate gynecologists specifically, but doctors in general and how to handle trans patients because ultimately my experience wasn't awful and it wasn't the worst thing that's happened to me is is it this thus far in my transition but it's still um, not great either but it wasn't great and it wasn't educated there was a lot of uneducated things that were said um and the approach to said things and so um i would like to and i you know and i'm not saying that i am better or more educated than a doctor they are literally a doctor they went to school okay but being for- educated about the body and how the body works and and stuff like that is very different than being educated on on transness or queerness or or LGBT and and terminology and stuff like that. Right. So you can you they you can still they can still be very educated and more educated in that topic and you be more educated in another topic. Right. Right. And there then even there's stuff that you've told us before about like the doctor you went to going out of her way to find out you know what are what are the best formulations for um testosterone what are the best ways to inject it what's the least painful way that is a doctor doing her job rather than just being like that's the doctor from the aoc i have to do this and she is yeah and she the julie um is she's the doctor who administers the well she's actually a nurse practitioner but she administers the hrt to me um, or oversees it. She oversees it, I guess, is technically the term for it. Um, and she's amazing. And they go to regular trans... Um, like trainings 
trainings and um, what are those other like panels and things like that like they are doing regular educating I just wish it was more like widespread yes widespread and available to other specific doctors um, well and if I I think that if we could help influence that and like I would totally love to be able to help in any way that I can to help change the the behavior the terminology mm-hmm. that that is used it very much have you heard of uh the tv show atypical yes um it is a very good show i highly recommend it um but they have an episode um well does to give a little more information atypical is about a child who is autistic and kind of his life and and how his family deals with it and everything that kind of goes along with that and in this show there is an episode where he is walking at night alone and he gets uh, and a cop comes and pulls up next to him and the cop doesn't know he is autistic and starts flashing lights at him and shouting and just altogether behaving in ways that is is just going to trigger his coping mechanisms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so when he starts doing things to ground himself, like stemming, it the cop perceives it as, oh, he could be on drugs. He's going to hurt me. Right. And so, like... It, it becomes this situation where, like, he's taken in and because he didn't have an ID on him and so they didn't know what was going on. And so their mother and father, um, the main character's parents, uh, even though they're going through their own stuff, the father really steps up because he is a paramedic. So he kind of deals with cops a lot and has some friends in high places and he goes in and talks to them and actually creates a training for the police force and how to treat somebody who's autistic. Right. And I think that that is really incredible. And that kind of is what makes me think of that. Um, I think that that is needed for the trans community as well. Yeah, I would agree for sure. Um, just with how to interact and how what is the right terminology for for how for dealing with people of of the lgbt community specifically the t um yeah i feel like there just needs to be like an overall education across america (laughs) yes Um, but people who deal with the public specifically and like um doctors in that situation or even doctors um like who deal with um prostate cancer and things like that like they need to be educated on trans women and um yes you know the different specialized doctors who are supposed to be more gender specific um they need an overhaul Yes, absolutely. Of patient care. But I think that that applies to a lot of things. Doctors, teachers, um, uh, customer service. Yeah. Like any, anything that deals with customer service deals with, deals with people on a daily level mm-hmm. where they might come across 
a situation where somebody's like, oh, I'm trans. Yeah. Where they might disclose that information to you. Like, how do you do that? How do you handle it? What are the right and wrong things to say? Any kind of emergency personnel? Yeah. Growing up, I did not like the doctor at all. Um, It was very... I don't want to say traumatic, but I really just did not like going. It was an event every time I had to go. Um, So when I turned probably 16 or 17... Um, my mother stopped kind of forcing it and I definitely didn't bring it up because I didn't want to go. Right. So from that age till I was 23, I didn't go to the doctor in that entire time. I, I would go to like the, the emergency clinics if I was like super sick, but that was it. And it was pulling teeth. I had to be dead or dying to go. Yeah. Um, so... When I finally went to the doctor, I wasn't even going for trans-specific things. I was going for a lot more mental health things. But I I did a lot of asking around in the trans community, the, the very little of the trans community that I knew at the time, mm-hmm. as well as just calling doctors and asking questions, which is very uncomfortable for me. I don't right. like making phone calls. Um, but I would I would call a place and be like, hey, I'm looking at this specific like nurse practitioner or whatever, but I am trans and I want to know how I'm going to be treated. Right. Um, Which takes a lot. It takes a lot of bravery to do. Yeah, it was it was very hard, but it ended up going really well, and I found a doctor that I really really like, and on my paperwork you know because you know you have to fill out the the entire dictionary worth of pages Mm -hmm. about your medical history and everything right um one of the questions that they asked was like what's your preferred name Mm -hmm. like what name do you want us to call you what what are your preferred pronouns which i really appreciated um and so when i went in and we had that first talk um he was way more enthusiastic about my transition than I was really ready to share mm-hmm. I think um, not in a good way or a bad way just in an observation kind of way mm-hmm. um, where because I had disclosed that I was trans he was under the assumption that oh I wanted hormones which while I did I wasn't necessarily ready and so he was like oh, okay like so like I can get you started on hormones and he like started going through all of this and I was like wait 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 like that's not why I'm here mm-hmm like, thanks for being awesome, but I, I can't handle that right now. Right. Um, but he was he was very open-minded. He made sure to make sure that I was comfortable. And when I did start hormones, he was very, very helpful in the fact that while I'm still on my parents' um, insurance, but I'm not out... Mm-hmm. to them as trans he made sure that there was a way that he could still pre- prescribe me testosterone without it being in any form of paper that may end up at my parents that's good um that's amazing actually. and he was very understanding about that and he was just altogether a very awesome human going to that and so i don't necessarily have this fear of going to the doctor anymore i always get anxious before going but that's just me, I'm always anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it, it pays off to do your research. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's kind of my two cents on doctors. And as much as I agree with you that it does pay off to do your research and that you should do research, I feel like we shouldn't have to. No, do you absolutely shouldn't have to. Which is my you point. should be able to go into anywhere and then respect you and your pronouns and not be a dick. Now, I will say the gynecologist staff, everyone was super great where I was like, hey, my name is Brandon. That's what you call me. You can change that on my paperwork. And she did. The, the front lady, um, she did put Brandon on my paperwork. And then everyone else in the in the office called me sir, and everyone called me Brandon except the doctor. And that was and she was like, "I'm sorry, I'm used to all my patients being women." And then she even addressed me in the email she got me with my results. She said Miss, and then right. used my name, and and I was just like, "Uh, <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about this Miss situation." <laughs> Because that's not okay. But, um, you know, everyone else in the office, and even when I was um, following up to schedule the scans that I have to get done next week, um, the lady called me Miss, and I was like, it's not Miss. And um, my name is Brandon, and I use male pronouns. And she was like, oh, okay. Um, And then called me sir, and then moved on in the conversation. And see, Um, that's what it, like, I really appreciate that, too. Yeah, so, like I said, it wasn't the worst experience ever, but there does need to be some base level of education, specifically from the physicians. And I don't know where else to start with that, other than I literally, like, I went to that appointment, and then I went to the AOC right after that, and I talked to the front ladies and was like, hey... Are there pamphlets? Is there anything I can do to bring up to the office to, like, help educate them and, like, pronoun usage and things like that? And she was like, no, but I really like the way you think, and I'm going to give you the number to our communications director, um, and then maybe you can pair up with him and try to figure something out. Yeah. And so I've called, we've played phone tag for the last week, but I've called him. He's called me back. Um and basically his voicemail to me was like, hey, I really appreciate your effort. You know, like we need to try and figure out a way so we can get an appointment set up so we can sit down and talk about this um, and stuff like that. So yeah. that's really cool to me. Beyond the education is having people be, having a way to find them that is straightforward, having some type of database. Cause to me, the biggest frustration I've, probably had in mind since like October that I really want to go to therapy but I can't go to the same place you guys go to and finding someone that is educated in the stuff that I need them to be educated in so I don't have to spend a good portion of the stuff that I'm paying them for educating educating them them, yeah it's so frustrating and finding someone like in the area so I don't have to drive fucking an hour and a half to go see a person Mm -hmm. Is so frustrating, and you Google shit, and it's like, yeah, of course, LA has a database for this shit. Of course, New York has a database for this shit. That's so cool for them. How about some local shit? Yeah. And see, that's another thing, too, is like DFW is the fifth largest Metroplex in the US. Yeah. And you would think we that should they would have, have yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's also really hard because we are trying very hard to be a step ahead and and trying to step into that role of of activism Mm -hmm. um it's really overwhelming it is so so having resources like aoc to go to and be like hey like 
this is something I have in mind. Like, how do I do this? Right. Like, what do I need to do to get this going? Like, I'm willing to do the groundwork for it. I just need to know what it is. Yeah. yeah. I will be here. I will be the person physically fucking here doing the shit. Like, but I need the resource that yes. you can provide. Exactly. <laughs> right. Show me how I will do it. Doctors, Show I think, are really hard. Um, especially in more conservative states. So, hang in there, guys. <laughs> That's really my best advice. Keep trying. Yeah. Until we can get on a level playing field with everyone, do your research. Make sure no one is going to mistreat you because of your gender and dysphoria and things like that. Like, it's... Um, so, with all of that being said, there are actually a couple of things that I, that I have found out about recently um, that are amazing so one is this place called the umbrella in hearst 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 yes hearst Hearst, texas um and it is a trans specific um second hand like consignment shop basically but it's also a resource center which i understand that that is a weird combination but it's a great combination because trans people need clothing that matches how they feel and so that is a resource you know yeah and affordable um but they do a lot more than just like give clothes away and allow people to come in for information like they do a ton of um, community outreach and they are in constant need well they're opening officially um, on friday january 17th yeah um and they need people they need hands they need minds they need bodies they need volunteers they need clothing they need food because they give out food to like homeless trans people um they they are I feel like they're going to be an amazing part of the community. Yes. Um, Especially in that area. But they just need help. And I'm not even, like, I haven't talked to anyone from there. This is not me, like, for any specific reason, like, trying to promote them other than the fact that I think it's an amazing place. a really good thing for people to have. Yeah. Um, I know that me and Akatali are trying to go to their, like, grand opening Mm-hmm. thing on friday yeah unfortunately i'm working but i do want to go in at some point and talk to them and at least volunteer at some point i don't know what free time i'm gonna have to do it but i'm gonna try so yeah just even if it's just like one day a week even the 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 website says like even if you can only do like an hour a week or an hour a month like we'll we will still take you um so i think it's just gonna be a really amazing thing and i'm yeah. really excited to see where it goes I also have a little bit of, um, maybe it's sad news, um, upon our last, um, episode, we talked about the MCU, and they have since released an article saying that there was misinformation, and that during the panel that they were informing people about the future of the Marvel Universe, there was a question that had more than one question in it, and the person who answered only answered part of the question and didn't really understand fully what the question meant. And so when he answered it and said yes, it was misconstrued as something else. And so while yes, there is going to be a future, a gay future for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there may not be a trans one in the near future. 
so which is kind of dis- disheartening it um, is yes it would have been really amazing for someone as powerful as Marvel to release a trans character a main trans character while this is still being a debate it would have been really cool so the fact that it's not kind of sucks but there's still we still have the gay character gay, gay main superhero so hopefully we're getting there well one small step for mankind yeah for the queers <laughs> for the queer for kind. the queer kind yeah um you got any yikes moments all of them <laughs> Um, my, like I said, I think I said this last time, um, there was a lot of shit that happened over the holiday break. Yes. In my personal life. Um, sometimes I feel like when things are going well, people just come in and like, come in like Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball just for shits and giggles. It's Um, like they have this sensor that goes off, like... Okay, he is at max happiness right now. Mm-hmm. Let's fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it feels. Um, so my biggest yikes moment to date is... So I think most of our listeners now know that I'm no longer in direct contact with my mother. Right. Um, I have cut all ties off because it has just gotten to a point where it's too toxic and too unhealthy for me to... Um, continue being um, part of that situation. So my father, when I say my father, um, I have my father, and then I also have my dad, who's the guy who actually raised me. Um, <laughs> he's he's raised me since I was four. So he's my dad, and then I have just recently started uh, a relationship with my father again, and so it's just kind of been like a roller coaster of emotions and things like that. There's a lot going on um, in my personal life that I don't really talk a lot about because it's just a lot. And also, like, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, and so it's fine. Anyway, um, our podcast is a Debbie Downer. This is true. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I have been very forthright with my with my father and talked about how things are with my mom and why they are the way they are um we've gone into several converse deep conversations about it and he sent my present my christmas present and bentley's to my mom um in order for me to try and communicate with her well I allowed Bentley to go over there and have Christmas with them because I'm not a monster. And his job while he was there was to get our gifts and bring them home so we could open them together because they're from my father. So I should naturally get the gift that my father sent me. Correct. Anyway, um, long story short, he, in fact, did not bring my gift home. He got his gift. Uh, but I did not get mine. And when I called my father to see why or to see if he could somehow get it back and then send it to me, um, he informed me that he told my mom to keep my gift so that I would contact her for my gift. And (laughs) 
That's so manipulative. Yeah. Um, I have never felt a deep anger the way I felt that day. Because I don't give a fuck about the gift. The way that they have treated me since day one, really. But specifically now. Um, it's just, it's it's too far. It. First of all, I'm not an idiot. Um, I might come across as one sometimes and I might say some dumb things. But I'm genuinely an intelligent person with feelings and thoughts and emotions all on my own. Um, I'm a real human. I'm a real boy. Uh, not according to them. But anyway, so there was a lot of like yelling and misgendering and um, crying and like, oh, you know, uh, we've just we've lost our baby girl and we don't know what happened to her and all this bullshit. There was a lot Which of shit that was so said. not okay. I know. Ugh. And I'm like, I'm the same fucking person. I'm just more outspoken now. That's it. I don't hide behind a corner and cry every time someone yells at me now. Or every time someone says something mean to me. Like, I'm, I'm a different person, but I've grown into being my own person. Like, that's the only difference. Like, your core is the same. Yeah. You're just braver now. And a dude. Big deal. Except you've I, always been. Yeah. But I outwardly presenting as yes. a dude. And I, I, I genuinely will never understand the, that mindset. But, um, yeah, so it was just like a whole, all of Christmas was just a yikes moment well, because and I knew. of stuff like this. Like, it, I'm just, I'm so over being mistreated that I genuinely gave my father an ultimatum. And I'm not that kind of person. I'm not at all. Like, I'm not um, the person to be like, well, you have to choose. But I did. I was like, you... And, and I said, and I will say this for the rest of my life, I will not um, give up my who I am as a person for the comfortability of someone else. Absolutely. Well, and my thing is, is they they say, oh, well, we've lost who you were before except the only way that they will lose you is to continue to do this shit is exactly what i said to him um and like the uh, only and a way lot of other things i said the only way that parents lose their trans kids is by cutting them out or making them feel so horrible about themselves that they commit suicide because yeah. like well and i told him too um i said you know i know that you and i weren't like super close but there was definitely a time... I, I, oh, and uh, that was another thing. was like the, All he did was talk about how hard this is on the family. And he also said, and I quote, Why would you want to be a man when we already have a man in the family? Like, this is China, who's only allowed to have one of each gender. Like, I, so many problematic things were said. Um, and I just... I said that, you know, you haven't lost me. Like, I'm still the same person. Um, I just go by a different name. That's not that. It's not and the even, end of the world. And even if you had changed, what is so horrible about getting to know you? And also, yeah. And also, we already had a man in the family. Like, what? First of all, are we going to talk about the kind of man my brother is? Or we're just going to move past that. 
Like, his decisions in his life are okay, and what he's done and who he is is fine. It's totally fine. But because I'm changing my gender, I'm somebody who is, like, friends with the devil, basically. Well, because it's the worst thing that that they can ever imagine for their kid. I think we talked about this last week where it was just because you are taking away from them this image that they had for your life. Like they when you were born, when you were conceived, they and they knew what your quote gender was going to be. They they made this this life that they had imagined for you and you're taking that away from them, so it's inconvenient. Do you want to know what my gift was? Mm-hmm. $300 gift card. Nice. You know what I was going to do with that? Put it towards our GoFundMe, which is crazy. Um, and I told him that. And he was like, um, he originally was going to start saying something about, like, top surgery being really bad for my body. And I stopped him and was like, nope, we're not having this conversation. You gave me that money. It was my money. I'm going to do with it what I want. Well, I'm not going to now. I told I told him to let my mom know she could keep it. Um, I was like, I don't care about the money. She can have it. I'm not contacting her. It's it's so not okay for him to ask you to do that anyway. Yep, I know. Especially if they haven't been together. Why are you on her side? I don't understand. He was like, it's hard for me to think that she's lying when I was married to her for n- nine years. And I said, yeah, but you've been divorced from her for 26 She's not the same person. Right. Well, and there's a reason. Like, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> so that was my yikes moment. I had nice. more tucked tucked away for a rainy day. Yeah. Um, well, my yikes moment is from a listener and a friend. Um, oh, shout out. Shout out. Love you. Um, but... <laughs> Um, he had a horrible horrible sickness this last week and so he went to the doctor now this was a doctor he had not seen before it was just like one of those like clinics Mm -hmm. where he just like went in and so you know he has to fill out this super long uh, dictionary dictionary questionnaire um, and he left a lot of it blank. Oh no. Because first of all, the doctor re-asks you those questions anyway. Yep. But second of all, he's going in for a cold. Mm-hmm. Why do they need that information? Right. Um so he went in and the so he he's gets sed- seated in like the room and when the doctor comes in, the nurse practitioner or whatever, uh, she starts asking him, you know, all of the, like... Those same exact those questions. Those same exact questions that are on the fucking questionnaire that they ask you anyway. Yeah. Are you allergic to anything? Got a history of whatever. So, the first question that comes up is, have you had any previous surgeries? Oh, no. And so he just said yes. <laughs> and yes. left it at the... Yes. The end. The end. Yeah. Like... End of the, the surgery so, is not the problem. And so she like kind of like pushes more. Okay, so what surgery? And he goes, a mastectomy. She's like, oh, okay. And she's like, oh, so you've had a vasectomy and started writing it down. And he's like, and he's like, no. Uh, um, 
no, no, <laughs> it was a mastectomy. And she's like, okay. And so she like crosses it out and writes what he says, but didn't ask. Okay. So it's fine. Choices were made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're continuing. Is there any history of cancer in your family? And he's like, at this point, like he knew it was coming. He's like, oh fuck. It's like, yeah, on my dad's side. Okay, what cancer? Prostate cancer. <laughs> oh my god. And so she's like, okay, well, like you're past the age where like you might need to have your first like check, and so like obviously not this time because that's not why you're here. But maybe at the end we can like set up the appointment. And so she's like. No. <laughs> we don't need to do we that. We don't need to do that. And she's like, why? And he's like, well, I don't have a prostate. And she's like, did you get it removed? No. Yes. So you were just born without one? I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And so she's like, that is so weird. I've never... He, so finally he, like, discloses that he was trans... Like, he's trans and um, all of that. And she's like, oh, got it. And so then she starts asking more appropriate questions. And, like, it was fine. But telling the story afterwards was very, very funny. And he thought it was very funny. He's like, she was nothing but pleasant. And she was very, like, understanding about that. And, like, didn't treat him any differently but it was just a very very funny circumstance oh man what a shit show see this was the perfect time to talk about doctors because yes they're ignorant to like but she but he didn't say that she was ignorant it was the fact that he didn't disclose that information because it's unsafe sometimes right and to disclose that information in that specific situation Yes, um, but but he was like, she was nothing but pleasant. Like, she did her job very well. Like, it was fine. But the fact that I had, like, it was just, it was very funny. That's amazing. Yeah, so that was, that was that's my yikes moments to share for this episode. But well, yeah, please uh, uh, hit us up on social media. Mm-hmm. Share your yikes moments. They might make it on. Um, please, if you... Are feeling the desire to give we had we do have a GoFundMe that yes. Brandon mentioned earlier um, it's for both of our top surgeries we would like to get those done sooner rather than later well yeah um, but yeah so anything else um, no no oh. all right I think we're good then we will hear from you guys next time Bye. see you later Alligator. Yeah, happy anniversary to Brandon. Oh, thank you. Mm. Okay, bye.